as if on cue. We are told that we will never know whose cocaine it is. Sorry. Sorry, we just, we have no way of knowing. I love cocaine! No way of knowing who brought coke into the White House. Sure. You know everybody associated with January 6th. You know whether or not I've taken in more than $600 and you have to have the IRS get all over me. But when it comes to a bag of cocaine into one of the most secure buildings in the world, you don't know what's happening. At that moment... It's beyond obscenity. It's horrific. It's ridiculous. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? 833-GOT-TONY. Would love to hear from you. I haven't taken calls in a while. I'm in the mood. 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. No fingerprints or DNA, according to the Associated Press, turned up on the baggie of cocaine found in the lobby of the White House, despite a sophisticated FBI crime lab analysis. What 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 would be the not sophisticated FBI crime lab analysis? Two guys in a in a trailer going, looks like coke to me. I don't know I don't know what the sophisticated analysis is. There are no leads on who brought the drugs into the building. I don't even know what to do. Except say, of course. This is everything you thought that would come from it. Cocaine found in the White House. You don't even get the White House saying, this is wrong, we're going to get to the bottom of this. You say, oh, Secret Service investigation. We're not going to talk about it. Is it Hunter's? And by the way, fine question. Fine question to ask. Is it Hunter's? Why can't we ask that? The guy does coke. He could have fallen off the wagon. It could be his. I don't know who it belongs to, but you can't figure out who it belongs to? You could track down every transaction I've ever made. You know whether I'm missing $5 in taxes. You can't do this. Sure. We'll believe you. Makes total sense. Except it leads to a continuation of the total... Well, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not ineptness. Disgust, that's it, disgust with the government apparatchik. We believe they're capable, we believe they're political. They won't do it. It's not that they can't do it, they won't do it. They will not go about bringing honesty. And the lack of faith in the institutions continue. But they also don't stop with the madness. John Kerry is the the climate czar for the country. This is the former senator, former presidential candidate, married to Teresa Hines Kerry. The guy has got millions and millions and millions of dollars. And here's his conversation about private jets. I just don't agree with your facts, which began with the presentation of one of the most outrageously persistent lies that I hear, which is this private jet. 
We don't own a private jet. I don't own a private jet. I personally have never owned a private jet. And obviously, it's pretty stupid to talk about coming in a private jet from the State Department up here. It, it just honestly, if that's where you want to go, go there. You never owned a private jet? Did, did your wife, heiress to the Heinz ketchup fortune, did, did she? Are you going to argue that you never signed your name to buying a private plane and therefore you are allowing yourself the off the hook on private planes? Is, is this a, are we living in the real world? This is insane. This is an insane conversation that's being had by John Kerry. The argument is when all these people show up for their climate this and climate that and climate uh, the other, they all show up in private planes. Secretary Buttigieg, he's the Secretary of Transportation. You, you, you've seen pictures, and of course, you've heard the laughter. <laughs> he wants to show everybody how much he cares about the environment, so he's driven within a mile of his office, and then they pull out a bicycle from the back of the Suburban, and he rides his bike the rest of the way. That also happened at some meeting recently that John Kerry was at, where some elected official, I don't know where, was driven to the event, and then they rode their bike like the last eighth of a mile to show that they really care about the environment. They're all showing up in private planes. That's the argument. But I don't know how you rationalize with a guy who talks in this way. At homes and buildings. So with the devastation of this, this, uh, this crisis, honestly, I will tell you, uh, as a veteran of 28 years here in the Congress, I, I really don't understand. I just frankly don't understand uh, why the opportunity of this crisis is not being seized more readily by everybody. Because just as the climate crisis is man-made, it comes from emissions that we don't capture, that we don't do anything with. It is from emissions. Everybody knows this. It's a scientific accepted fact around the world, and 190 countries are responding to that fact. But there is a massive opportunity, once-in-a-generation opportunity economically, which the IRA that passed is already carving an enormous path to prove to everybody. Uh, already, the Inflation Reduction Act has created over 100,000 jobs, and in clean energy across the country. And along with the bipartisan infrastructure law, these critical investments being paired with diplomacy uh, now because the simple reason is no country can solve the climate crisis alone. This requires multilateralism automatically. If you didn't have an institution or some entity to make it happen, we'd have to, we'd have to build one. So you think the U.N. is making it happen. That's adorable. Climate change is man-made. It's all our fault. You can talk to people who discuss the fact that the Earth over the last number of years, you can see a touch of warming, but you can also go back in time and see how the Earth has cooled from a few hundred years ago. That the moment you look 
on the calendar. That is what you can do in terms of manipulation of data and therefore be able to, well, scare people. One of the things that was talked about was that on on July 4th, Independence Day, remember, here in the U.S., we call it Independence Day, not July 4th, it was an unprecedented and terrifying all-time high temperature. It was a reason for pure panic. That's how the day got described. It's not necessarily the facts, now is it? So Yahoo News, unprecedented and terrifying. World sets all-time high temperature record two days in a row. CNN, the planet saw its hottest day on record this week. It's a record that will be broken again and again. And it goes on and on and on. So as the people at Heartland point out, these people were looking at the output of a climate model, not actually measured temperatures. So when the AP reported on this, on July 5th, they wrote, Earth hit an unofficial record high temperature this week and stayed there. The AP updated the story to include NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, whose figures are considered the gold standard in climate data, said in a statement Thursday that it cannot validate the unofficial numbers. It noted that the reanalyzer user model output data, which it called not suitable as substitutes for actual temperatures and climate records. The agency monitors global temperatures and records on a monthly and annual basis, not daily. So in two days... We were told that the temperature was totally unprecedented and terrifying and then told that the data was not suitable for the purpose of determining how hot it was. Now, John Kerry, you want me to believe you? You want me to change everything about my existence because people like you put out scare numbers as opposed to actually analyzing data. Certainly trying to find a place from which we can all agree. I'll give you something we all agree on. We don't think you should burn tires in the middle of the road. We don't think that any business or anybody else should be polluting rivers and streams. We, as a society, left and right, black and white, gay and straight, Pick your, pick your things, right? If I missed you, I apologize. We want clean rivers and streams. We also want people to be able to utilize the water on their property. And we don't want to be told via waters of the United States that people can't utilize the water on their property because they've got a little, a little like, like, like reserve. And that reserve flows into a stream and that stream flows into a, a brook. The stream, I don't know if brooks goes into streams, the streams go into brooks. But next thing you know, that goes into uh, some other type of waterway, and then it goes into a navigable lake. And because that lake is navigable waters, it's controlled by the United States, and therefore, Tommy and Susie on their little farm, wherever it is in Indiana, can't actually use their land. We don't want that. 
We want the lake clean. We don't want Tommy and Susie to be told that they can't build a shed. Do you see the difference? We want to be rational people. You want to be a psychopath freak. We want to do things that actually make our lives better. You want people to live without electricity, without air conditioning in the summer, and reading by candlelight. Don't you understand that we're right and you're wrong? We have an actual theory about how one should live, and you want to send people back to the dark ages while you still fly in private jets, because of course you do, you lying... Remember you're on radio, Tony. Remember you want to be here tomorrow. Breathe. Ah. See, sometimes, sometimes you just got to get some focus. The manipulation of the data is quite incredible. And the unwillingness to start from a, a, a place where we can agree. The data says what it says. If you argue that something has gotten warmer over the last 40 years, that is would lead to, well, what have things been over the last 400 years? Over in the last 400 years, they've gotten cooler. So this little rise right now isn't enough compared to over the last 400 years for us to bring about some level of concern that we should quite literally alter the course of humanity. That's the argument. We shouldn't alter the course of humanity. If you left it up to the environmentalist, who is a radical by nature. If you're an environmentalist, you're a radical. Conservationist, I get. Environmentalist, radical. They would tell you you have to do away with air conditioning. And thus would end the city of Houston, Texas. Of Phoenix, Arizona. Of Tampa Bay. Ah, Maybe some people would stay for the cigars. They'd be over. They'd be finished. They wouldn't and couldn't exist. There would be no way. People would move out in droves. At least the people who could afford to. But if you gave the environmentalists their way, you wouldn't be able to run your air conditioning. This is the conversation about California and how they throttle people on the grid. You should have electric cars. As a matter of fact, you're only going to be able to sell electric cars in the state of California after a certain year. I think it's coming. I don't know. It's 2030 or 2035. I forget. And on the same day they announce that this is happening, they've signed that that legislation. They say, hey, everybody with an electric car, maybe don't charge your car today. We don't want to have too much of a strain on the power grid. There's a strain on the power grid because the same administration that buys into this nonsense John Kerry is talking about also doesn't push for energy security and ensure that we've got the energy now to keep the grid going. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. This is what happens when radicals, unwilling to have an honest conversation, are in charge. Which is why it's so important that we take a listen to what people like John Kerry are saying and we are able to come back with facts and data to show the radicalness of their position. The argument should not be anything we do to the environment is fine. We should be people who pay attention. We should be people who pay attention. It matters. It's important. But we shouldn't be people who think that our existence is the problem.
and the things that make the existence truly possible and comfortable, like air conditioning, are the issue. Society is not better off without AC. Put that on a t-shirt. It is that simple. And I cannot wait for the day where we don't have to listen to John Kerry anymore. So glad that guy never won the presidency. I'm Tony Katz. And I've mentioned Clarence Thomas and Justice Alito, who are two of the subjects of these, uh, you know, these reports of accepting gifts and travel. But also this week, the Associated Press reported that uh, Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor um, has made more than three million dollars on selling her books and that there's been a lot of pressure on universities and institutions to purchase her books when she goes to speak at them. Would that be an ethics violation? Could be. Uh, I'm not going to prejudge it until the facts are known uh, in complete uh, form. Good to know that Senator Dick Durbin isn't going to uh, prejudge it. Justice Sotomayor had her staff pushing universities and other organizations to buy her books. But Dick Durbin, a man most aptly named, the senator from Illinois, is not going to prejudge it. Thank goodness. Thank Finally, hey, we've got a senator who won't prejudge anybody. Wait, hold on. He'll, oh, he'll prejudge conservatives. My mistake. My mistake. Everything is as it always was. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Oh, it's frustrating, right? It's frustrating to see people so absolutely full of it because it's it is being absolutely full of it it's it, it's being dishonest uh, to a point of hilarity if this was alito or if this was thomas all you would be hearing about is how we need to change the ethics rules in 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 the supreme court and these people should be impeached it's Sonia Sotomayor. Ah, why are we talking about it? What are we having the conversation for? Honestly, I don't even know what we're talking about right now. Who's having this conversation? I'm not having this conversation. Madness. This is what we don't want. I, I, I would argue this is what we shouldn't want. We should not want this crazy. And when we get this crazy, we should we should point it out and say... We don't want this. I'll give you an example of crazy. There's a salon, hair salon in Michigan, that has decided that they will no longer serve people who are transgender. Uh, oh, weird, but okay. All right. You don't want you want to do it? You don't want to do it. Fine by me. It's how they said it. They couldn't figure out just how to do the thing. No, no, no. They had to be ridiculous about it. This is a conversation not only about what freedom is, what liberty is, but not just whether or not we can, whether we should. That part two matters greatly, and that's coming up. This is Tony Katz today.
I am not responsible for the creation of the term groomers. I'm not responsible for the use of the term groomers. But if people don't want to be called groomers, maybe they shouldn't ride their bicycle naked in front of kids and invite kids to watch. I'm just just saying sounds pretty logical to me that if you if you don't want to be called the thing that the action would show that you are, you wouldn't do the thing to begin with. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. That is the number. You would think this is in California. I think, wasn't there just, um, wasn't there uh, just some California legislation uh, about children just the other day? Something's uh, on, on my mind. That's it. They blocked a child trafficking bill. That happened. Lawmakers, Democrats in California. Senate Bill 14, it comes from a Senator Shannon Grove, a Republican out of Bakersfield. It failed in the Assembly Public Safety Committee because six Democrats abstained from voting. They refused to vote. The legislation from uh, Senator Grove calls for classifying the human trafficking of a minor as a serious felony under state law. And Democrats in California are like, nah. What the, what the, what the what? We can't come together to fight sex trafficking? Okay, groomer. Not okay, boomer. Okay, groomer. Don't blame me. It's not my fault. I'm not the guy who voted against Stronger penalties for trafficking children for sex or trafficking children in general. As opposed to the people who hung out with Jeffrey Epstein, I don't think it's okay. Democrats actively, actively move to not allow this. Now there are Democrats uh, in in the assembly, right? The representatives, inc- and you've got the governor, Gavin Newsom, who are like, wait a second. We, we should be in favor of such legislation because they know that first, trafficking is horrific, and uh, secondly, being on the record as opposed to stopping sex trafficking is wrong. But the progressive movement believes in the idea that children should have agency. We've talked about this many times, and now you see how it comes into play if you haven't seen it already. They believe that children should be able to determine their gender. They should be able, children should be able to determine uh, their own identities. Children should be cleaved away from the parent, be able to make their own choices on a myriad of things. They should have their own autonomy. As a matter of fact, we should blur and then erase the line between childhood and adulthood. And if children have agency, they can make their own decisions up to and including who they love. If they can already make decisions on abortion without notifying their parents, why shouldn't they be able to make decisions on with whom they have some type of emotional and or sexual relationship regardless of age? Yes, I agree. It's disgusting. That's not our argument. Our question is whether or not that is indeed happening by the action of the people who therefore get called groomers. And the answer is, well... Democrats in California oppose legislation to further put penalties on sex trafficking. You decide what it means. You decide. In Wisconsin, 
they had an event because they're opposed to oil. Now, at least in this case, they weren't trying to destroy works of art. Because the people who, d- who destroy the works of art or try to destroy them, you know those people should get what's coming to them. And I've said this before, I apologize to no one. I would never state to anybody else to do what I am doing. I would say right now that what I'm about to engage is my decision, my decision alone, and I don't think anybody should do what I am discussing. There we go. That's my, that's my legal caveat. I'm in a museum, and you are about to throw paint on a work of art. I'm going to break your nose in seven. Not even going to be shy about it. Don't care if I go to jail. You don't get to screw with the works of art. You're so opposed to oil that you think destroying artwork somehow is going to bring us to, oh, yes, we have to stop oil. No, you destroy artwork, you're ISIS. You're the Taliban. That's what you are, destroying the antiquities, burning down the museums. That's what you are. And the art, so we're all perfectly clear, is more important than anything you have ever said or have ever done in your entire lives, whether you're the just stop oil people or the Taliban. Break your nose in seven, not in two. In two is too easy. This should be a jigsaw puzzle. People should question how it gets reconfigured. You got to stand up for something, right? I'm going to stand up for the art. I mean, even the garbage Rothko stuff. I'm going to stand up for everything. The more I look at Mark Rothko, the more I'm like, we're just kidding ourselves, aren't we? The more the more I look at Rothko, the more I'm like, eh, eh. I, I, I get it. You're hanging in museums, but come on. Come on. Look at Rothko and decide for yourself. I'm not saying you can't like it. I'm just saying, you got to stand up. Can't let these people have their way. They'll destroy everything. And a world without art is not a world worth living in. In Wisconsin, they're opposed to oil. So they went on a bike ride to protest fossil fuels. But it wasn't just a bike ride. It was the world naked bike ride. Ew, David. Exactly. And the world naked bike ride takes place all over the world. And the reason for it is a protest. Oh, God. This is so incredible. It's a protest against oil dependence, anti-bike infrastructure, sexualization of bodies, and body disempowerment. I don't know what we're yelling about! And the slogan for the event is, Bear as you dare. So clearly, these people have issues. Issues. So they uh, uh, organized this protest, and they're riding their bikes down the streets uh, in in Wisconsin. I'm assuming they were in, in Madison. They're in Dane County. They're naked riding their bikes down the street. Get away! Get away! And they invited kids to the event. Don't blame me when you get called a groomer. You have done this to yourself. It's dumb enough. And I mean that in every sense of the word. 
that you would think that a naked bike ride somehow gets the message out. Well, you're talking about it, Tony. Well, I'm talking about them being ridiculous. Yes. How much is true? I guess that's an argument well made. But the only reason to invite children is that you like being naked in front of kids. That's my take, my point of view, from how you want kids to enjoy your point of view. You want to invite children to watch you ride a bike naked? Because that's what you did. This isn't about oil. This isn't about body anything, bike infrastructure. Maybe a little less bike infrastructure wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I'm not anti-bike. I'm anti the idea that we think bikes are more important than cars. They're not. I don't think you should be anti-bike. I don't understand the people who get angry with bicyclists. I've seen some bicyclists act the fool on the road, think that they're in, in, in control, not care about other people. Of course I've seen that. I've also seen people in cars do exactly the same thing. Sometimes a schmuck is a schmuck. I don't want to see bicyclists get hurt. It's crazy town. But roads are for cars. That has to come first. But neither here nor there. That's not what this event is about. You wanted to be naked in front of kids. You wanted kids to look at you while you were nude and riding a bike or just nude or just whatever. This is what it is. Sometimes you don't need any other level of explanation. Sometimes the more something gets explained, the less it makes sense. In politics, one of the adages is if you're explaining, you're losing. Meaning you speak in sentences and in bites that clearly encapsulate the message and that is easy to move forward. If you have to then explain your message, you have failed in the messaging because now you're explaining and explaining is a defensive position in the world of combat politics. So if you're explaining, you're losing. We can see that. We understand how that rationally plays out. The people who attend this kind of bike ride want to be naked in front of children, and that's why they get called groomers. You can explain the bike ride from now until the end of time. If you're explaining, you're losing. Because it doesn't take us, the rational society, the free and thinking people of America, but two seconds to understand, dude, you got yourself a weird fetish. One that shouldn't be allowed in public. One that shouldn't be allowed in private. One that you should seek therapy for. And we're going to protect our kids. Now, what do you say, Tony, to the person who brings their child to one of these events? I think they're weird as can be, and I would tell them nose to nose. Do I think that I could stop a parent from bringing their child to an event happening in a public square? No. I don't think I can. Doesn't mean I don't judge the parent. And so we're clear. I judge. That's weird. It's as weird as wanting to be the person on the bicycle. The question here is going back to Dane County. And of course, this took place in Madison. Madison's where the University of Wisconsin is. Madison is what was it? 13 square miles surrounded by reality. Isn't that what they say? It's Berkeley East. Oh, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. The question is whether or not this is legal in Dane County. There are obscenity laws 
and other things. And whether or not even the officials in Dane County knew this was happening. That's the question. And, and I can't answer that yet. Members of the Dane County Board are publicly raising attention to the incident. Um, and they're amazed, as is the reporting, as the reporting goes from Fox News, that police weren't taking a closer look at the matter. Oh, I take that back. Not others on the Dane County Board, just one. Just one member of the Dane County was a board of supervisors, board of directors, whatever they are. Just one is bothered by what they saw. There are people who want to burn it all down. There are people who don't believe in the society that you and I believe in. Understand that it is more than okay to have differences. You think children should watch adults naked riding a bike in any society anywhere. Outside of the Taliban ISIS societies I just mentioned, you would say that that's abuse. You would say that that's disgusting. Because it is. Certainly, we could say, that's groomer. It is what it is what it is. And you should not be afraid to utilize terminology, even if the left says, how dare you? What do you mean, how dare I? I didn't come up with it. All I'm doing is noticing what it is you're doing. Why are you so upset when I notice what you're doing? Why are you so bothered when I can see what you're all about? Why aren't you more upset with what's happening? And make it stop. How come it's always on you? You, my, my friend, listening to the radio, listening to the podcast right now. Why is it always on you? Why isn't it on them to do something about it? The problem is you noticed? No. The problem is they refuse to notice. They refuse to do anything about it. They refuse to say no. They won't fight their own people. Everything's okay? No standards at all? Total nihilism? Nah. Those people are groomers. And you need to make sure you're keeping an eye on your kids and keeping them safe. You want to teach your kids about sex? You do that as you see fit. You're not going to hear an argument from me. As a matter of fact, I don't get to make an argument. You're going to take your kids to watch grown adults bike around naked? I think you're weird. You're a grown adult riding around naked and you want kids to watch you? That's groomer. I mean, definitions matter. I'm Tony Katz. I think it's clear for the people who are well invested in Disney that Bob Iger is a better leader than Bob Chapin. Never mind Disney's going woke stuff. We're just talking about business leadership, getting people on the same page, going in the same direction, creating more efficiency. It, it, it's clear that Bob Iger, who they brought back, is better than Bob Chapek, who was the guy who first replaced Bob Iger. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. And Bob Iger has been uh, cutting costs. You see the, the reductions at, at, at ESPN and, and other places. You see that they're trying to cut costs. They've been doing this all across the Disney platforms. But now Disney is discussing, Bob Iger sat down uh, in an interview uh, at a conference uh, saying that first, 
Disney has extended his contract through 2026. So he's not just a, a fill-in until they find the guy. He's the guy. Substantial changes are going to get made at Disney, and one wonders whether that will include content types. But one of the things that's being discussed is whether or not they're going to get rid of TV assets because they believe the business, quote, may not be core, may not be core, unquote, to the company. But I want to know what they mean by TV. Do they mean ESPN? Remember, they also own ABC. ABC and ESPN are not core. They would sell those? That's fascinating. I ESPN, well, for forever, has been such an outrageous moneymaker. In, in basic cable, the amount of money they make on basic cable, you know, people are lucky they get a dime, a nickel, a quarter, a subscriber. They're getting dollars, plural, per subscriber. I think for a while there was like seven bucks. It was a massive number in all the millions of cable subscribers. Uh, that number may be less now. I think it's interesting. Remember, Disney is, is ABC, it's ESPN, it's Hulu. I don't think they'd be getting rid of, of, of that stuff. Uh, of Hulu, I don't, of the streaming. Remember, they also have Disney Plus. So one has to wonder if it's all on the table. They said they were going to cut $5.5 billion in costs, consisting of $3 billion from content, excluding sports, and the remaining from non-content costs. They've already said we're going to have 7,000 layoffs. It'll be interesting to watch this company move. And will we see the ESPN exodus continue? I'm Tony Katz.